0: Hi, welcome to SuperVision with a Vision. Today we're talking about SuperVision plugged in. There's so many things to discuss as SuperVision goes online. It feels a little overwhelming. There's a lot to cover today Mm -hmm. in our topic. Uh, Let's see, let's talk about platforms. Sure. So platforms are the software that we use that allows us to hold SuperVision online securely. Yes. What's a feature in uh, the software that you use that you really like? I really love
1: that I can change the size of my picture or my client's picture because I don't like to watch myself on video. So I make mine the tiniest little thumbprint just so I can make sure that what they're seeing <laughs> is it appropriate.
0: Yeah. It can be distracting to see your own reflection while you're right. trying to pay attention to your client. So s- some platforms allow you to do that. Right. You can see yourself and the other person. Right. Some of them even allow you to... See yourself, the other person, and a document or the other person's screen. Yes, Sometimes screen that's really sharing. nice.
1: Yes, that's really great, especially if you're using uh, some cognitive behavioral techniques where mm. you want to see
0: their lists or their their worksheets that they've worked on. Yeah. with When you're supervising, you could watch someone's video potentially. Right. You could do a lot of different things with it. Um, one of the
1: platforms you told me about, you can put a different background in
0: yes that's kind of fun um you can change the background behind you so you can still see yourself but you can put behind you a beach or hogwarts or something funny like that that sounds fun mm-hmm. i think i would
1: like it if my platform had that feature
0: mm-hmm. what's a feature in your platform that you don't really like
1: um i don't really care for the it sounds so silly because it shouldn't matter that much but the way it connects mm-hmm. is very abrupt so it's oh. a, a ringing phone a sound of a ringing phone. And then when you do connect, it really is like, whoa, they're right there. You're on. There's no like pause time. Or, oh, or,
0: well, could... so some platforms have a virtual waiting room. That would be fabulous. Where the person logs, you've already logged on, but they log on and they kind of go into this holding area where you have to click on something to choose to allow them in. Oh, that would be nice. Um, I Just this week, I was looking at one and in your waiting room, you can choose music. Ah. And you can choose the specific picture that they look at while they're waiting.
1: Wow. You might convince me to change platforms. Yeah.
0: So you could really customize these things. So maybe I think we're saying to each other, if there's a feature you don't like, there's probably a platform out there that's different or that you can customize the options within the platform that you're using to make it fit you better. Right. And there are so many platforms out
1: there. Some are free. Some have different levels of membership. Some you Mm -hmm. can even do um,
0: group sessions with. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. the the levels of membership i think what my understanding is uh, they often have to do with how many how much uh se- how many sessions you get per yes. month yes how many people can log in using your account things like that right. so if you're a individual provider versus maybe a group practice that might make a difference right
1: the best thing to probably do is get on research some of those different platforms and get a feel for how they are for you mm-hmm. and what you're comfortable with
0: mm-hmm. So there's a lot to know with platforms. A lot of it has to do with what you like and how you like to do things. Right. Um, Something else that you might need to get started in telehealth is EHS, Electronic Health Systems. What is a benefit of using your electronic health system, Heather, that you love? Everything is in one spot. I can quickly
1: pull up client information just by tapping in the first couple letters of their name.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So, Heather, I was telling you, I actually, in private practice, have never practiced without using electronic health systems. So it's hard for me to imagine not having used that. Um, I went through three. You've used three different ones. Oh, yes. Oh, wow.
1: Three times I've entered all of my clients information into <gasps>
0: different systems. I can't imagine. I think I mean I'm just totally taking that for granted that I've entered it once ever and it's yes. saved and it's secure and it's never going anywhere. Yes. So I tried
1: a couple different ones before I found one that I really liked and that worked best for me. Um but part of it was the way I was taught. I mean, I went to school a long time ago and there wasn't, there wasn't, you didn't do anything. Right. There wasn't an option. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, one of the kinks to that is I've put in my information three times to different places, trying to figure out what works best for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also looking at
0: the broader picture of, wow, it's so nice now that it's done. I would never go back. I think when I started uh, my practice, I considered not using EHS at the time. It wasn't obvious that everyone was doing that and i really weighed the the convenience of having thing everything in one place and the idea that if i practiced and by myself for very long i was going to end up with this giant mound of paper somewhere that i was sitting on top of i have the room of paper wow it's hard for me to picture we have shredding parties every but, couple of years <laughs> uh huh wow well that does sound like a fun thing to do <laughs> Um, so there's, uh, platforms, also the choice of, uh, electronic health systems, which again, I think you and I would both say it's a lot about personal preference and what works for you and searching through those and finding the ones that make the most sense for what you're trying to do is the way to go. Let's also talk about telehealth release of information.
1: Uh, It's pretty much the same release of information you would have in your, um, initial paperwork.
0: Right, right. Uh, What do you include in your telehealth release that you never thought you would need to include, but now it's, it's obvious to you, of course, that needs to be in there?
1: Recording of sessions.
0: Oh, that you're not recording the that session. I'm,
1: right. That I'm not recording them. I had a client bring that up to me. They were really worried that I was recording their session for what use. I don't know.
0: That Well, that right. makes sense. Okay. Right. They
1: were concerned. And then I that made me think, well, I'm not sure I want to be recorded either, especially without knowing it.
0: Oh, I've never even considered that a client would be recording you, but right. It makes us uncomfortable. So of course it would make them uncomfortable right. too. Same mm. thing uh something that i include doesn't uh, uh in my telehealth release has also to do with other forms of technology. Okay. So if we're talking about supervision plugged in, that that means our sessions are online, right. our record keeping is online, but potentially other forms of communication could be online. I've had um, a good handful of college age students who are very comfortable with technology that want to communicate with me and find me on social media oh, or... Yes try and text my uh, work phone number, and I've had to have really clear conversations with them about the limits of that. Um, I can remember, uh, I think he was 20, a 20-year-old client that would send me messages late in the evening or on the weekends. Right. And he was upset that I was not responding back.
1: Oh, absolutely. And
0: so I waited. This happened on a weekend. I waited till Monday and we talked about it. And I said, I was actually out to lunch with my friend having a drink. Right. And had I answered and you in any way could have perceived that I was at lunch having a drink with my friend, I think that you would have been really upset and disappointed with my professionalism. Right. And I loved it because he said, you're so so right. Awesome. And he, I didn't get any more late night or weekend messages from him, Um but it helped him to, to put, to understand my side right. of things well, and that it would be understandable. Right, right, right. That's great. Uh, Something else that we need to think about when we're doing telehealth is verifying clients. This is something that actually uh, came up as Heather and I were planning for our session today. Um, Healthcare Provider Service Organization, we know that is HPSO. Many of us have our professional insurance through HPSO, recently published a counselor spotlight focusing on telebehavioral health. It's a nice spotlight. It includes a self-assessment checklist to help you know if you are ready for telehealth. But Heather, in this spotlight, it also talks about verifying your clients during sessions.
1: Uh Uh-oh, I don't know that I've ever done
0: that. Oh, well, I I wonder what are some ways that you can do that? One of the ways that was suggested is asking for them to show their face as well as a picture ID in their screen so that you can know that it is them.
1: Well, that's a great idea. Uh, Most of the time I'm engaging in telehealth with clients I know really well, but obviously it's a good safety precaution to always verify. Um, I also think that maybe you could have like, a phrase or like a code word mm-hmm. that you could share yeah. that would allow you to know that that is your client and you mm-hmm. are you?
0: Mm-hmm. I work with, um, well, in supervision, I'm not working with kids that are underage, but I work with a lot of kids and a lot of my supervisees are working with kids. Um, it might mean showing your student ID. doesn't oh. have to be a driver's license. Right. Um, it could be something silly, like a lot of kids or supervisees that I'll see. I might say, see you later
1: alligator-hmm
0: all right that, well, there you go something like that something fun right. um but I, I, it does help me to appreciate that verifying a client is a lot like when you go to the hospital that a nurse verifies who you are on several different levels before continuing with it, private information
1: right I wouldn't continue any treatment without knowing you were mm-hmm.
0: you. So I think it's a good practice. It's great. Um, I think it's something maybe to get used to.
1: Right. So many things to get used to. There are some challenges.
0: Oh yes. What are some challenges of doing tele supervision?
1: Um, I think it could get real easy if we're all sitting around doing our online sessions in our pajamas, which I've heard people do. Mm-hmm. But. I think that being in the right environment with your supervising, meaning what you're wearing, like still feel like a supervision session, mm-hmm. not not in your sweats with your hoodie.
0: I'd, I'd forgotten about this. I supervised uh, someone not that long ago, a group, and we often met as a group. And gradually over time, Heather, exactly what you're talking about, we became more <laughs> and more casual. And eventually one of the group members was actually laying down on her couch. Oh, and had positioned her laptop so that it, I'm sure she thought it kind of looked like she was sitting up and looking at her screen. (laughs) Um, But it was pretty obvious that she was now lounging and laying down during supervision. So you're right, we can become more and more casual, maybe as a supervisor and a supervisee.
1: Right. Um, I don't always do my sessions from home. Often I'm in the office doing them. Mm -hmm. But that environment does make a difference. In by environment, not just the place you're in, but How you're perceiving what you're doing Mm
0: -hmm. is important. It's a Mm -hmm. mindset. So maybe that idea of being more casual, language, what we wear, what's around us, there are lots of ways that can happen. Right. I think some of those things are unpreventable. Right. Um, A baby crying. A dog barking. Mm -hmm. A truck going by outside. Mm -hmm. We we do want to try and minimize those as much as possible. What are some ways that you try and minimize those distractions? (laughs) When I'm
1: at home, I go to my bedroom because it's the furthest away from the epicenter of our house. And I let everyone know, mom's going to work now. Do not knock on the door. Do not open the door. And when I go back, I take uh, I lock the door and I take everything with me that I would need for sessions. So I don't think I need to get up and leave if that's a notepad, if that is a drink of water, whatever mm-hmm. it is, I try to have everything. So when I go into that room, I am at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I set my session up that is in the same spot every time, um, the same way every time. Mm-hmm. So I'll, that also helps me know what the background is, of mm-hmm. what my clients can see behind me. Because mm-hmm. even though I'm in my bedroom, they don't need to know that.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. I'm thinking that some of the things that I do... Um, I take the dog out to go potty. Oh yes. I uh, similar to you, make sure I have everything. But one of the reasons I'm doing that is because if I stand up, I may I might move the computer a little bit, right? Or I might move something else a little bit, and then even when I come back and sit down, I've got to readjust, right? Okay. I even think, I, I can remember a time doing supervision online and wearing pajama bottoms while I had my nice button up on yes, top. of course. And uh, the dog barked and needed to go out, and I got up to let them out, <laughs> and everyone saw my teacup <laughs> right. pajama bottoms. So, yeah, thinking through things right. like that. What about um, problems with technology, I mean, we just talked a lot about different pieces of technology that we use when we're doing telesupervision, Um, but what are are some problems that you've run into?
1: Okay. So, of course, being in the middle of a session and it glitching out where all of a sudden it sounds like someone's talking to you underwater. Right. Or, Or
0: of course, your face freezes in that funny position. Right. (laughs) Right. Those are always things
1: I think we're going to face. I think it's
0: just good to have a plan beforehand Mm -hmm. of how you're going to tackle them Mm -hmm. what have you told your supervisees to do in those situations
1: um i've said make sure that you have the feature i use the most has a chat feature so you can immediately go over to chat Mm -hmm. you know having technology difficulties you know and If you think it's yours or theirs, you can then tell them. um, My platform uses red and green bars to say how someone's connection is. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of help them navigate if it's on their end.
0: That's something we didn't talk about in the um, discussing technology and things that you need that I didn't realize this. I mean, it's some of of both what we're talking about, the technology, but also challenges. I think I supervised online for quite a while before I realized it really does make a difference if you are actually plugged into the wall. Oh, yes. The connection you get versus if you're trying to do supervision wirelessly. The connection at the wall is much stronger and consistent. um, So that's one way I've learned to avoid some problems
1: a good idea. A couple other glitches that can come up when you're doing online are things like body language Mm
0: -hmm. um, or rapport. You Mm -hmm. can kind of lose some of that. Yeah. Heather and I are both uh, hand talkers. (laughs) I think a lot of therapists are hand talkers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you can miss that in a TELUS session if you're not thoughtful about it. Right. You tell me one thing that you do is you move back from the computer a little bit. Right. I scoot back. So
1: at least from my waist up Um, can be seen just so my clients can still see all my fun hand movements because that's Mm -hmm. what they're used to. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I kind of noticed my clients actually and my super supervisees tend to mimic that, like mm-hmm. almost um, in session, how if you cross your legs, you'll notice a client may cross their legs right. or maybe we do the same for how a
0: client's sitting. Right. So all the things that we're just like all supervision, but all the things that we're doing in a tele-session uh, then translates into what a supervisee does when they sit down with a client in right. a tele-session. Absolutely. Um, Heather, is there a situation in which tele-supervision is not appropriate? that you can think of? I really can't come up with anything off the top of my head that is.
1: I think maybe it wouldn't be warranted if I don't, I have a hard time with rapport. I think that gets in my way. So I like to know the person I'm doing supervision with.
0: Okay. Telesupervision wouldn't be ideal if you don't know the person. Right. If you, maybe if there's actually a rupture in the relationship, you're having a hard time in that relationship, right. that that might be a situation where you say, let's meet in person right. for a while right. or a cup, or a session. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some times where maybe tele sessions would not be the most beneficial to a supervisee. What are some benefits of telesupervision? Um,
1: for me, it's time on my end, but also I think I've had supervisees that are so busy at the clinics they're working at that if they were to come and see me, that takes up two hours of their day. But if they can do it online, it only takes up the session time and they can stay at their clinic and get back to work.
0: Oh, they're getting more direct hours in maybe. Right. Um, can you think of any other reasons? I think um, as a play therapist supervisor and an eating disorder specialist supervisor, something that I see as a benefit is that people who are in search of a specific specialty might more easily find their supervisor through telesessions. Oh, I definitely think that would be a Mm -hmm. great opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that the eating disorder credential I hold, there just aren't very many supervisors yet. Right, so to get that specific supervision, you might have to do distance supervision right. It's
1: mm-hmm. a great great thing to
0: think about. I also think um that doing telesupervision allows you a little peek into what your supervisor, supervisees are doing in their own tele-sessions. Oh, yes.
1: It gives a little sneak peek to how they operate and maybe what their mannerisms are. Mm-hmm. I can also maybe give them great feedback, like remind them, conduct themselves as if they're in session with you. So mm-hmm. don't be eating their lunch and don't be...
0: Right. <laughs> you know. I think you and I were talking about even doing, you were doing a tele-session with someone with glasses.
1: Yes. And that was a very, very different you know viewpoint. Mm-hmm. They're not used to seeing that. They're not used to those type things. So you just have to really think about the idea of whatever you're putting out there in your tele should mimic how you are in session.
0: Mm-hmm. So the supervisee you had with glasses, she had this big glare.
1: Yes, across her face.
0: And, and maybe she didn't know it or right. maybe she hadn't thought about how she could change that because it probably really did keep any client from hers that she was doing a tele-session with from being able to engage right. with her. Right as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's nice. It it, gets, it lets me see what a client would see. Right. So that new perspective of the background or distractions that might be happening and help them to problem solve some of those things, like glasses. Right. Uh, well, today we have talked about just, I think, just scraped the surface of talking about telesupervision and all the things that go into that. We talked about some of the things that you'll need. Yes. We talked about um, making sure, what are some of the challenges of telesupervision. Supervision, Right. And we talked about when is it ideal or maybe not as ideal to have telesupervision. And what are some of the benefits you and I have seen from being able to work with our supervisees using telesupervision? Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us today on Supervision with a Vision. You've been listening to Supervision with a Vision. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Therapy Academy to join the conversation and get show notes. We'll be back next week with more supervision with a vision.